The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So in the um, exploration... <laughs> in the exploration around noticing that your mind is spinning out um, and waking up into that, seeing that it just stops doing that and what's happening then is you're just noticing sensations, sounds, whatever um, and there's a kind of a sense of but wait a minute, I want to understand why or you know, understand you know, what, was that, what was the cause or what was going on with that spinning out and, but it's not happening so the first thing is, is it's appropriate to not try to go back and figure that out. Yeah, you know, it's like you're, you're, you're doing the right thing there, just noticing, well, what is here? And some of what's there may be um, the experience of being released from the spinning. So that's useful to recognize because it's almost like in that moment of the, the mindfulness returning, you're seeing the, the mindfulness itself, but you're also seeing the effect of, of noticing you know, the effect of the mindfulness of noticing that is that it can stop. You might have a little bit of a sense of what that spinning felt like as the mindfulness returns. You know, it's like in the moment that mindfulness returns, there's often a, you know, our, our mindfulness um, is picking up on the, the, the natural processes of mind that perceive and know what's going on. And it can remember what was going on before it was mindful. Uh, and so there's a there's a kind of sense or feeling of oh yeah and that's what the mind was like when it was spinning out, and just the noticing of that release from that is valuable. Um, when I was talking about that experience last night of seeing the mind spin out and then just come back and the mind spin out and just come back, um, so I was seeing a repetitive pattern there that just kept happening. You know. Um, you know, it probably happened five or six times within the space of a minute. And so it was, re- it was repeating. And then in that exploration of what else is happening here, I wasn't trying to, like, go back and look. I was just, like, sitting there with my hands on the steering wheel. It's like, what else is going on here? And as soon as my mind sp- spins out again or, you know, just, like, just be available to see what might be in the mix around that pattern but it wasn't like going back and trying to figure it out or think about it um so you know there are times when we wake up into a pattern of spinning um and just the mindfulness does like let it release and there have been times i've seen it's kind of amazing sometimes when mindfulness comes back really clearly it's like i can be completely caught in something completely like lost and then the mindfulness comes back and the mind is so interested in that and the the, the spinning stops and it's like i cannot remember the content i can i can know that the mind had been caught in the kind of quality of that but zero recollection of the content because the it's more like the mindfulness has picked up on the interest of well here i am now and so you know sometimes we we can't remember that that content, and, and we don't have to try to remember that. Um, so, you know, just, just, I think you're right, just notice what's there, and if you find a time where it's more repetitive, you can, you know, just check in, you know, well, what else is going on here? So it was the repetitive nature that allowed me to kind of check into that. If it's just a one-time thing where it's like the mind just get caught in something and then it lets it, it, lets it go, just let it let it go. <laughs> yeah. So... <laughs> I'll do a little bit. 
Um, so one thing you mentioned about noticing the state change as being what the mind is interested in, noticing particularly this, the change of state from non-awareness into awareness, but also the attentional shift, that that is also an experience of the mind changing state uh, as it shifts from one experience to another. And that um, that place when the attention shifts from one experience to another is a slippery slope into often you know, getting involved and that the attention will often shift because of habit, because of, you know, sense of self or, you know, it's like the view or the the habits around what we pay attention to are often often very deeply uh, conditioned. And so the, the attentional shift can of, often be a slippery slope into some kind of habit or pattern or or something. And so if we can get familiar with that attentional shift, it's like the the seeing of that, our mind begins to recognize, oh yeah, there could be danger here or something. And so it can wake us up. So, um, you know, it's a a beautiful thing to begin to recognize that as a, a, a state change in the mind in and of itself, that attentional shift. So... That's I, I can't. I'm, I'm sure there are others, but those are the two. You know, the big ones that. Go ahead and wait. This um, another daily life practice thing that I sometimes talk about is um, as a, as a as a theme is to pick something that you're really interested in understanding because it can lead you into suffering or something. And so we can kind of orient around, I want to be aware when that thing happens, um, as you were doing with the email. So I want to be aware when this happens. And when we orient around that, whether it's an emotion or an activity, sometimes we can begin to see the intention for that because we have gotten really, the mind has gotten interested in that particular state. And so as the mind gets interested in a particular state, it begins to understand and kind of see what's happening around that state, including the attention to intention to go there. Um, And so the, the, um, you know, seeing that intention really can help us to choose, you know, is this wise? Is this not wise? Or be aware you're getting ready to step into something that could be, uh, contentious or dangerous or something. Um, and so that, that kind of orientation around a particular activity or um, state of mind, I, I noticed this with the first, the first time I did this daily life thing. Um, I oriented around anger. I think I talked about that. And at some point actually did start to see the mind moving in the direction of anger before anger happened. And that was a real revelation to me that 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 was possible. And I was like, wow, what a gift to be able to see that. Now, um, that what my in my experience, that kind of seeing of intention um, um, seems seems to be. I mean, in in our daily life, we're we're not going to see all the intentions. It's uh, that the intention is so like everywhere. I mean, even those movements, you know, the, the understanding in the Abhidhamma is that that movement that I just made, thousands of intentions at work <laughs> in that. You know, but we can probably see, uh, like, intention to start a movement or stop a movement, but maybe not all the intentions that keep a movement going. Um, and so, you know, we can start to see certain aspects of intention, but... 
the state change around picking up an intention, that's happening so frequently. As my Burmese teacher said at one point, he kind of, he kind of, um, I think he was trying to trap me or something because he said, are you seeing a kind of a stern voice? Are you seeing every intention before every action? And at that point, I, 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 I kind of had recognized, whoa, this is like everywhere and and you know just and I said oh no Sayadaw I am not seeing every intention before every action and he laughed and he said it's not possible I can't do it either <laughs> so you know it's uh, but but we can see these grosser ones and it's really helpful and I think it is uh, in some ways it's almost like we can almost see the intention to shift attention and that can be very powerful too So the, the the two questions uh, or thoughts around so Sunday it seems like uh, at the end of the day there was kind of more of a sense of effortless kind of mindfulness or just very much in in the uh, the ease with it it was it was uh, and maybe connected a little bit to the experience in the walking practice that we did and just a kind of wondering how can it be more like that because during the week it it didn't seem to be as easy. Uh, even though we were meditating every day and meeting twice a day. And um, and then the other question around, um, in the day, there's so much to do. It it feels a little like, um, it's, I, I, think, I, I think I heard this right, something like, there's so much to do, it's hard to remember the mindfulness, but also it's almost like if you do remember the mindfulness, it's like it's too hard. It's like too much, too much to add to what you're already doing. Is that is that what you what you or mean? more gentle? Yeah. yeah. Um, so my sense is that these two are completely connected. These two questions. Okay. Um, so the, um, uh, the 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 what happens on uh, what happened on Sunday and probably uh, the the rest of the evening is that you know you gave yourself a little bit of a break from your normal routine and. Um, for several hours, gave yourself that break from your normal routine, and were thinking about the um, um, the practice and engaged in the practice. And then there's a little momentum from that that carried over. Um, and the um, in your day, in your daily life, I mean, this is and this is a lot what I hear in in this daily life practice. And part of why I think it's helpful to have this this interweaving, you know, the morning, the evening. And just going into your life in the middle of the day. Because uh, we don't get a break from our routine. You know, we go on residential retreat. It's like we get a complete break from our routine. And, uh, you know, that's partly why, I mean, we, we don't think residential retreat is easy, do we? <laughs> you know, it's like, it is, it is um, not an easy thing to do, to do, to practice that all day. And yet it's way easier than it is in daily life because we do have to take care of ourselves. We have to cook our own meals. We have to, you know, answer our emails. We have to earn our livelihood. And so all of the habits and patterns of our day, uh, which are often uh, not associated with mindfulness, kind of um, have the momentum. And so, um, you know, that's what we're dealing with in this week is that that it's hard, it's very hard for the mindfulness to begin to kind of pop in to that that pattern. So there are times when 
Um, you know, and my guess is partly too, um, on Sunday it was the weekend, so potentially you had the sense of not having to pick up everything. I don't know if that's true. Um, maybe when you got back on Sunday, um, you didn't necessarily feel like you had to go right back into all the things of your work week. So, so it sounds like there's maybe, a, it sounds like there's a, a, maybe a little more momentum then that was available. Yes, totally. Yeah, and so, um, you know, that, that kind of momentum, um, you know, it's a gift when that momentum happens. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the, 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 the habit, the pattern of our minds, essentially, you know, it's like our, in our daily life, the momentum shifts to what our habits and patterns are. And so the, we're, we're kind of going against the stream here, you know, the, to use the analogy the Buddha used, of, of what our habits and patterns are. And so it, it takes time and patience. And so I would just encourage a continued patience with it. And to really emphasize, I think, um, did you have more of a, um, a sense during the week of occasionally more, like occasionally noticing more moments of just mindfulness popping back in? And okay. so that, that helps. Um, so the, the, the sense of seeing in that moment when mindfulness returns, the kind of feeling of the hurried state and buying into that. I think so, yes. Yeah. Um, so, so buying into that hurried state, um, uh, that's when essentially the mindfulness will get lost. Right? Yes, yes. Yeah. Okay. okay. Um, so that, that then it sounds like would be worth even just for a moment, like a, even just a split second really acknowledging in that moment, believing hurrying, you know, is happening. Um, and, you know, you don't have to stop believing it, but to, to acknowledge it as, it's, as a thing, as opposed to, you know, just believing it. You know, so you said that you're kind of buying into that hurried yes. state. Yes. Yeah. Um, as opposed to just believing it, acknowledging, yeah, believing this hurrying is what's happening right now. Um, it, it may sound like very, you know, small thing, but it's a, it's a big shift between believing something and knowing that you're believing it. When we just believe it, it just, it, it takes charge. Yeah, it's almost like that state. You know, um, yeah, let's see. So talking about the skill of developing uh, the capacity to look at the mind... Um, um, that you know, there definitely is um, kind of a, an expansion, perhaps for many of us, from noticing physical experience to noticing the qualities in the mind, and the um, uh, you know part of that skill. We, we might first be able to notice the more specific experiences in the mind. You know, the thoughts that come up. Uh, particular emotions that may come up suddenly or something like that. You know, before I met Sayadaw Utejaniya, I, was a vi- I, I could, I knew how to watch thoughts, I knew how to recognize anger arising and emotions arising. So the, the, the kind of specifics around, you know, the, the, the cha- almost the change of emotional terrain, I could know that. And in my um, uh, meeting of Sayadaw Utejaniya, it was like what, what he helped me to do is to see the state of the mind, which is more that diffuse quality that I've been talking about. Um, you know, so I could see the specific arisings of, 
um, mental experience. And I'd say, again, that's, that's more obvious in a way in, in the terrain of the mind to mm-hmm. recognize the, the specific arising um, emotions or, or thoughts or, you know, the, 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 so it's almost more like looking at a star as opposed to the Milky Way there. It's like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, that thing, I know that thing. Um, but then I began to be, be aware, and this is really where the skill, I think, expands, is when we can, we can take in more the, the kind of the flavor of the mind right now, that you know, the, the, sometimes our mind may be flavored by a very subtle like tightness, or it might be flavored by ease or peace. And that getting familiar with that quality of the mind, the, just the, the broader kind of state of the mind, that was a little bit more, um, uh, more of a learning, mm-hmm. you know, so, um, 